0: Reparations for black Americans have been debated since the end of slavery, but the only people compensated were slave owners. The federal government reneged on a promise to provide free slaves with 40 acres and a mule, and Congress has introduced a series of reparation bills that simply went nowhere. But the tide may be changing. Although the pace for approving reparations can be described as woefully lethargic, There are some reparation initiatives that are now starting to gain some meaningful momentum, after years of contemplation. There are hundreds of communities across America who are now bringing the discussion before their city councils, and there are even a handful that have voted for and approved commissions to perform studies and engage the community. These commissions have not only drafted proposals on how to fund these potential reparation programs, but they have also presented recommendations on how to implement. In the midst of these efforts, a group of mayors have come together under a coalition named MORE, which is an acronym for Mayors Organized for Reparations and Equity. We salute these mayors, their city councils, and their communities for taking the bold step to first apologize and then take corrective action to help bolster black home ownership, improve the infrastructure of predominantly black neighborhoods, and offer education and employment opportunities. In this original Black Excellence presentation, we want to highlight the 11 cities on acting now to distribute reparations to black Americans. So without further ado, let's get started. Number one, Evanston, Illinois. In March of 2021, the city council in the Chicago suburb of Evanston became the first US city to make reparations available to its black residents for past discrimination and the lingering effects of slavery. The effort is to directly acknowledge and address the historical harm done to Evanston residents through discriminatory housing policies, unfair city ordinances and practices, and inaction by the city. After a two-year study, the City Council voted 8 to 1 to begin making good on its pledge to distribute $10 million over the next 10 years with the distribution of $40,000 to eligible black households. Each qualifying household would receive $25,000 for home repairs or down payments on property. The money will not be given in cash, but paid directly toward a mortgage balance, down payment on a home purchase, property taxes, home improvement contractor the program is being funded through donations and
1: revenue from a three percent tax on the sale of
0: recreational marijuana qualifying residents must either have lived in or been a direct descendant of a black person who lived in evanston between 1919 to 1969 have identified as black on an official document and must be at least 70 years old number two asheville north carolina The city of Asheville has committed $2.1 million toward funding reparations, an initiative that began in the summer of 2020 when it joined a number of other U.S. cities, which have voted to address their histories of racism and discrimination. The Asheville City Council approved a budget amendment in June 2021 to pull the money from city land purchased in the 1970s as part of the city's urban renewal programs that ripped apart black communities. In passing its historic reparations, Asheville is apologizing for the city's role in slavery, discrimination, and denial of liberties for black residents. This is a bold step in the right direction, and will hopefully result in the city directly addressing the creation of generational wealth, economic mobility, and employment opportunity in the black community the city council is still working to determine how the reparations will be implemented. It previously said the reparations would not include direct payments, but would mandate investments in areas where black residents face disparities. While the amount is almost double what was allocated in earlier presentations, some community members argue that $2.1 million isn't enough and that the money should go towards helping black residents become new homeowners. Number three, Durham, North Carolina. Durham is showing what providing reparations for slavery could look like by actually trying to do it. The city's budget for the 2022 fiscal year includes $6 million that will go toward green and equitable infrastructure in historically black neighborhoods. And it has made a commitment to the future with a promise to allocate money to the reparations fund every year going forward. The movement gained traction in 2018 when the Durham City Council passed a resolution calling for reparations to descendants of enslaved people, forming a racial equity task force. The task force submitted a 60-page report to the city council to invest in things like home ownership and health care in areas where black residents face disparities. In the same year, the city council voted to invest in things like local reparations program as part of the city's anti-racism work. Leaders say that the budget approved for Durham will fund community safety, affordable housing, green and equitable infrastructure projects, as well as COVID-19 recovery. There was also a property tax increase in Durham of two cents, with 25% of the tax hike going towards the green
1: infrastructure portion of the reparation fund. Portable mini ACs are selling out fast.
0: Cassie's mayor, Keisha Curran, is leading the effort for the smallest of the communities who have joined more. With only 150 residents, it is also the only historically black town. Located just 45 miles southeast of Tulsa, Oklahoma, the community was founded in 1881 and incorporated in 1902 by freedmen who were previously enslaved by the Creek Indians. It was not long after its incorporation that the small town began to flourish. A school was opened for black and indigenous children, and it was eventually turned into a historic all-black college called Clifford Davis College. Mayor Curran helped kick off the effort for Tallahassee to research and understand the impact reparations could have on their community. The town had its first advisory commission meeting in October of 2021 and has established objectives to make recommendations for developing a pilot reparations program and what it will entail. There isn't a sales tax in Tallahassee, so there isn't a consistent inflow of funds for them to tap into. Therefore, Tallahassee will have to rely on partnerships and learning innovative strategies to rebuild infrastructure for its next century of its residents. Number five, Providence, Rhode Island. Providence took a giant step forward in March 2021 on its path to making race-related reparations. City leaders unveiled the findings of a study that examined some of Rhode Island's troubling history related to slave trade and racist policies. The study is the first part of the process, the truth-telling phase. The city partnered with the 1696 Heritage Group, whose leader, Keith Stokes, authored the 200-page report, focusing on a separate and unequal existence of black, indigenous, and people of color communities in the state, documenting Rhode Island's slave trade details and stories of discrimination. The truth-telling phase is expected to be followed society doesn't as a disease. They see it as a choice. But once you start to be followed by a reconciliation process to engage with the public about the details in the report. Some of that may look like community meetings, interactive experiences, and one-on-one engagement to publicly recognize the wrongs uncovered in this study. But the final phase, municipal reparations, has garnered the most attention, complicated in part by the unanswered question of how the cash-strapped city could pay reparations. The city leaders in Providence have discussed and considered reparations for some time, but it was sparked after a conversation about equitable access to health care during the coronavirus pandemic. Number six, Iowa City, Iowa. A groundbreaking effort to document and dismantle institutional racism in Iowa's most liberal city was launched in September 2021 with the creation of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. The council created the commission after months of protests calling for racial justice in Iowa City, a college town of 75,000 known for progressive politics, but also racial disparities between whites and blacks in criminal justice, education, and business. The first of its kind in Iowa, the Commission is tasked with working toward three goals, fact-finding, truth-telling, and reconciliation related to racial inequity, and eventually using the conversations to recommend policy changes to city council. The Commission was asked to collect evidence of systemic racism in institutions through public hearings and other fact-finding to make policy recommendations to fix problems. The commission was also charged to promote truth-telling through art, media, and other channels, as well as reconciliation between citizens of color and white residents who make up 75% of the city. It's also giving input into how to use a $1 million funded commitment the city made to promote racial equity and social justice. Number seven, Sacramento, California. California is the first state in the country to develop a statewide reparations task force to study the history of slavery and the current harms it continues to cause. It was established when Assembly Bill 3121 was enacted in September 2020. However, the mayor of Sacramento, Daryl Steinberg, is taking action to address racial equity, economic inclusion, and affordable housing. Since taking office, he has set an agenda to provide more opportunities for communities of color, especially African American. He started by committing 80% of a 2018 sales tax increase that was projected to generate $50 million a year to better housing and quality education for African American and Latino communities. And over the course of the last three plus years, Sacramento has invested $119 million into these same areas. Steinberg supports direct payments for anybody who can show that, generationally, they have been disadvantaged as a result of America's original sin, slavery. He believes that with the help of the state and federal government, reparations is an opportunity to expand and intensify the nation's commitment to investing in African American businesses, African American youth, African American home ownership, and in African American nonprofits and creative economy. Number eight, Austin, Texas. Austin Mayor Steve Adler says now is the time to correct the wrongs of Austin's past. He believes that the city has a moral obligation to give its citizens an equitable chance to succeed without coming to the starting line with the burdens that were created by systemic racism in the past. Currently, the city is working with the University of Texas to research ways to better help African-American communities. While the exact solutions are still unknown, they could include investing more in schools, broadband, health care, businesses, or even restitution. Additionally, Austin city council is devising a plan to create a black resource and cultural center in East Austin. Members also voted to formally apologize for the city's participation in the enslavement of black people, segregation, and institutionally racist practices, such as redlining. Council members cited racial disparities among Austinites when it came to life expectancy, homelessness rates, median family income, the likelihood of being harassed and arrested by police, college graduation rates, and health insurance coverage. Austin is committed to give its African American citizens support and resources, but also fully understands its limits without full support at the state and federal level. Number nine, St. Paul, Minnesota. From policy changes and federal apologies to direct cash payments, the question of reparations to black Americans has gained momentum in St. Paul, but the scope of the discussion remains undefined. In January 2021, the city of St. Paul apologized for its role in institutional racism and unanimously passed a resolution to form the St. Paul Recovery Act Community Reparations Commission. The commission members say they're approaching the question of reparations as an open-ended one and conducting community surveys to help guide their work. The possibility of direct cash payments to black families has been popular in some 200 surveys, but questions remain how to fund those payments. Such a request might require private sector, state, or even federal buy-in. They are considering direct payments, tax benefits, housing assistance, or educational assistance. Reparations have struck some critics as an odd discussion in Minnesota, which was always a free territory. Still not being a slave state doesn't mean Minnesota wasn't touched by the institution of slavery or the long-standing racial disparities that followed it. Today, Minnesota's disparities in areas such as housing, income, and educational attainment are among the worst in the nation. Number 10, Amherst, Massachusetts. The city of Amherst is currently working to develop a reparations plan that will benefit black people who have faced hundreds of years of discrimination and injustice in their city. Amherst will model its reparation program after Evanston, Illinois, who plans to distribute funds to qualifying households for down payments or home repairs. The African Heritage Reparation Assembly released its initial report during the summer of 2021. Since the report emphasizes continued discussions with residents, community engagement is set to begin in early 2022. Another critical task will be implementing a black census that will help determine the eligibility criteria. Completing this will help determine what funds are available and which municipal and community bodies will guide the work. While the town council has already approved establishing the reparations fund, no funds are yet available. Though a current plan is in motion for actually transferring money into the fund, the certified free cash amount from fiscal year 2021 and the amount of $206,000 could be used to kickstart the fund. The Assembly Group is also looking at other avenues for building the fund, including revenue from cannabis sales, other city fund sources, along with private fundraising and grants. Number 11, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas is vowing to pay reparations for slavery to black people in Kansas City. Lucas is working with local community leaders like Gwen Grant, president of the Urban League of Greater Kansas City. Grant has underscored the stark disparities between black and white Kansas Cityans in areas of median income, home ownership, and poverty rates in several presentations to address these gaps. They have joined other local organizations to form the KC Reparations Coalition. The group is currently working to identify discriminatory damages that affected black Kansas Cityans from slavery through the present. The coalition believes that reparations is a critical part of the process of repairing, healing, and restoring black Americans who have been injured by the racist practices of governments, corporations, or institutions. Their proposal could include cash payments, down payments on new homes, stipends to buy vacant land, grants for home improvements, economic development programs, college scholarships and free tuition, and elimination of laws or practices that led to black residents' oppression in the first place. The coalition is very optimistic and will be presenting their findings to the mayor, city council, and community members as a key step in approving a reparations program. In closing, we also want to give honorable mention to other cities like Detroit, Michigan, Boston, Massachusetts, and even San Francisco, California, who are also in the early stages of launching their own reparations commission and advisory committee, who are looking to leverage reparations and economic development programs to help close the wealth gap and provide better opportunities for their black residents. We appreciate the fact that you stayed with us until the end. Thank you for spending time with us, and don't forget to like this video. Also, make sure you subscribe so that you never miss a video. Bye for now. We will see you tomorrow.
2: His mercy endures forever. for his mercy endures forever, who created great lights, for his mercy endures forever, the sun to rule the day, for his mercy endures forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night. For his mercy endures forever. Who struck down the firstborn of Egypt? For his mercy endures forever and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endures forever with a mighty hand and a stretched out arm for his Mercy endures forever. Who divided the Red Sea into four? His mercy endures forever and made Israel to pass through the midst of it. For his mercy endures forever, but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, for his mercy endures forever, who led the people through the wilderness. For his mercy endures forever. Who struck down great kings, for his mercy endures forever, and slew mighty kings, for his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy forever, and Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever, and gave away their lands for an inheritance, for his mercy endures forever, and inheritance for Israel, his servant For his mercy endures forever. Who remembered us in our low estate. For his mercy endures forever. And delivered us from our enemies. For his mercy endures forever. Who gives food to all creatures. For his mercy endures forever give thanks to the God of heaven for his mercy. Testament, the book Numbers, Numbers 13 and 31 through 14 and 25, chapter 13 and verse 31 through 14 and 25. to go up against this people for they are stronger than we so they brought to the Israelites an unfavorable report of the land that they had spied out saying the land that we have gone through as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants And all the people that we saw in it are of great size. There we saw the Nephilim. The Anakites come
1: from the Nephilim. And to ourselves
2: we seemed like grasshoppers. And so we seemed to them. all the congregation raised a loud cry and the people wept that night. And all the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become said to one another, Let us choose a captain and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the Israelites, and Joshua son of Nun, and Caleb son of Jephunneh who worked among those who had spied out the land tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the Israelite the land that we went through as spies is an exceedingly good land if the Lord is pleased with us He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, because they are no more than bread. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But the whole congregation threatened to stone them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites and the Lord said to Moses how long will this people despise me and how long will they refuse to believe in signs that I have done among them, I will strike them with pestilence, and disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater. Moses said to the Lord, then the Egyptians will hear of it, for in your might you brought up this people from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land. Of this people, for you, O Lord, are seen face to face, and your cloud stands over them. Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land. He swore to give them that he has slaughtered them in the wilderness. but by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the parents upon the children to the third and the fourth generation. Just as you have pardoned this people from Egypt even until now. And the Lord said, I do forgive just as you have asked. Nevertheless, as I live and as all shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. see the land that I swore to give to their ancestors. None of those who despised me shall see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me wholeheartedly, I will the land into which he went and his descendants shall possess it now since the Amalekites and the Canaanites live in the valleys turn tomorrow, it's tomorrow and set out or the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea. It is written. side. Together, they have become worthless. There is no one who shows kindness. There is not even one. Sim their eyes, now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced. to God, for no human being will be justified in his sight by deeds presented by the law, for through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Verses one through twelve, Matthew nineteen, one through twelve. When Jesus had finished when Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he cured them there. Some Pharisees came to him and to test him they asked, Is it lawful for a man? to divorce his wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that the one who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command us to give a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her? He said to them it was because you were so hard hearted that Moses allowed you to divorce your wives but from the beginning it was not so And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for unchastity, and marries another, commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If such is the case, Of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, not everyone can accept this teaching, but only, only those whom it is given, for there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can.